The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Here on AI Today, we talk a lot about the amazing ways that AI is changing the business world. But this technology is also being used by social enterprises to help those in need. The sponsor for today's podcast is The Tubman Project, an AI research startup building machine learning technology for public defenders. Every day, people in the United States are faced with inadequate legal representation. Public defenders are buried in an avalanche of information as a result of their massive caseloads, leaving their clients nearly undefended. With the Tubman Project's help, we can create a legal system that has fair representation for everyone, rich or poor, with their goal to free 1,000 more. To learn more, check out the Tubman Project online at tubmanproject.com. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So today we have a special guest, Keith Nakasoni, who is the Deputy Assistant Commissioner Acquisition at the Office of Information Technology Category for the Federal Acquisition Service at the U.S. General Services Administration, the GSA. Hello, Keith. Thank you so much for joining us on the AI Today podcast. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Keith, and thanks for joining us. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at GSA. Sure. So I've been in the federal government for over 30 years, started in the field of procurement, specializing in information technology and telecommunications. And so over my career, I've been with the Department of Defense, as well as with the Federal Communications Commission, and now here at GSA for the past two and a half years within the IT category as the Deputy Assistant Commissioner, overseeing pretty much the GSA schedules IT70 program, as well as the ITGWACs. Great. So for maybe I think many of our listeners, some of those acronyms may not be so familiar. <laughs> of course, for sure. those of our listeners who are familiar with that, there's obviously the government procures a lot of stuff and it buys a lot of services and products and technologies of all sorts. So maybe before sort of getting into a little bit about how AI is being used, or maybe you can sort of give an overview for the audience, which is an international audience and from across a wide range of industries, maybe a little bit more information just in general about how the government procures things and sort of maybe some insights into the amount and complexity of all that procurement. And then we can sort of obviously get into how AI is helping with all that. Sure. So within my role under the General Services Administration, under the IT category, my focus is we provide the procurement vehicles or the procurement solutions for our customers. And our customers could be the federal state, local, tribal organizations that buy information technology products, services, and solutions through either our schedules program or our government-wide acquisition contract. And so through the process, what we do is we basically have a lot of discussions with our customer agencies that leverage our contract solutions that we put in place. And so I like to call ourselves like a partner between the agencies and the original equipment manufacturers, as well as the value-add resellers that help to include the system integrators so that we would be able to deliver state-of-the-art solutions within the IT infrastructure, modernizing the federal, state, local, tribal organizations. And so really our focus is the acquisition professional experience that we bring to the table with it focusing on IT solutions within our portfolio. 
And so right now, currently, the General Services Administration through our IT category, roughly about $24 billion annually comes through our acquisition vehicles. And a portion of that is, of course, the emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence, robotic process automation, and other 5G technologies that are coming online shortly. But that's what we do. We enable the customers to help modernize the IT infrastructure. Yeah, those are some really impressive numbers that you threw out there. And I know that the GSA is incorporating artificial intelligence. You said you work with a lot of emerging technologies and AI is one of them, specifically to help with government procurement and around IT services and software. So can you share with us how the GSA is looking at applying AI? And for our listeners that may not be familiar with the acquisition process, I know you talked about it a little, but could you give them a quick overview of how government procurement works and the processes that you're specifically looking to improve with AI? Right. So let me first go back to the IT category and let me kind of explain what we do. So in other speaking engagements, I spoke about the adopt buy build mentality. And what I mean by adopt first is that if commercial industry has already developed a solution set, for example, I'm going to use our contact center, a special item number under our schedules program. If there's solutions already available out there on the commercial sector that we can just adopt through our government procurement vehicles, meaning that we have product SKUs and catalog numbers that can actually deliver the capability that the agencies are looking for, we would inject those product SKUs and catalog numbers directly on the master contracts that we administer through GSA. So first, we look at, you know, when we talk about market capability, that's exactly what we're doing with artificial intelligence and other emerging technologies that we're just injecting it so that we can do rapid acquisition solutions for the customers. So if people are not familiar with the acquisition process, first, we get requirements in from a customer. And usually the requirements start with either they're trying to solve a problem, they're trying to meet a mission requirement or they have some kind of set of challenges that they would like to leverage with emerging technologies such as robotic process automation or artificial intelligence, etc. So what we do is we take their set of challenges or we take their objectives and goals or their challenges and we try to help navigate through that process saying through basically understanding what their requirement and their need is, we will provide those procurement solutions and take matching the challenges or objectives to a set of vendor capabilities, if you will, things that can be delivered. So we search through our master contract and we see where we can potentially engage the agencies as well as the customers to meet the requirements. And so it's really taking an initial set of requirements and actually matching it up to vendor capability and then eventually getting over to the competitive process of actually providing a contract vehicle and then awarding it through either our master schedules program and or our IT government-wide acquisition contracts. Great. You know, I think that's really impressive because I know that even though this United States federal government is a very large entity, you know, multiple entities, you know, people who are at much smaller companies and organizations who are listening to this, a lot of the same problems. You're solving a lot of the same problems that most organizations are trying to solve, especially around, you know, handling documents and process flow and 
you know, natural language and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's really interesting. And for those of our listeners here, you should definitely go to AIToday.live and you can sign up for a little, some more of our bonus episodes and some more additional questions that we are asking our guests. We'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But for those folks who are listening who may not be aware, what are you seeing as some of the more interesting use cases with regards to the government's adoption of AI? Sure. So because I'm in the acquisition procurement swim lane, if you will, we see a lot of activities going on from a business sector perspective. So let's focus on artificial intelligence. There's a lot of discussions going on within the working groups of how do we inject artificial intelligence into the infrastructure, if you will. And so what we're trying to understand is from a methodology perspective, we're saying, okay, from a model, what should we do and how we should inject it? So we're saying the best way to approach this is looking at it from a narrow approach, right? So for example, if I was to take the acquisition procurement process and I was able to break it down into microservices and taking a well-defined process with all the different data sets and being able to organize it in a way where I can now definitely put it in and leveraging and taking away these low-level tasks that we normally do that are pretty much repetitive and well-defined with the right data sets, we would be able to leverage artificial intelligence to help us do the low-level tasks. And if we look at the business sector, we see this happening in the financial side. We see this happening in the procurement side. We see some activities in the logistics side as well. But as we go through this process, it's really taking it in the applying that agile methodology, taking that narrow approach, really defining, looking at those areas where you have the ability to implement and leverage emerging technologies such as robotic process automation, and then eventually over to artificial intelligence. And I can tell you that through the process, the reason why you want to go through a agile methodology is because you will discover things over time and that you'll be able to navigate through the process as you build out and look at your processes, look at the data sets, and then you eventually can either have a better governance and framework in place to leverage the emerging technologies, but also be able to implement a new way of looking at leveraging your existing systems along with the emerging technologies that can help you reduce the low-level activities and focus more on the high-value activities for your organization and the workforce. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, Agile is like, you know, the best practices that everybody should follow now. But for AI projects, we've found that Agile only takes it so far. It's not specifically for data management projects. And that's why we always talk about the CPM AI methodology, because that combines the best of Agile and CRIFDM to bring together a real AI-focused project management tool. And for our listeners, we do have an upcoming training October 28th or 30th in the DC region, if you'd like to learn more about that. But Keith, you know, it's really important. We talked about bringing AI into these various agencies. And as you want to do that, the need to upskill and reskill the workforce is something that agencies need to constantly be taking into consideration. So what insights do you have for agencies looking to deepen their machine learning expertise and reskill and upskill their current workforce? Right. And this is where we talk about the digital workforce and when you upskill and reskill, it's really first you have to go through the process of assessing your workforce. 
And when you assess the workforce, like for example, I will use the acquisition workforce community. We look at, they do their jobs very, very well. They know how to execute procurements. They've been well-trained. We have a level three certification program to walk them through all the different milestones from a, to becoming from a contract specialist to a contracting officer and learning how to acquire IT and telecom types of solutions. And as we go through this process and we implement new and emerging technologies within the infrastructure, it's adopting that whole change management plan as well as executing assessing, then actually going through your human capital process to say, what new classes or what new courses do I have to offer to educate the workforce, build that awareness, and then also put that into practice. So as we go through this process, what we're seeing is we cannot just implement the emerging technologies, but we also have to train the workforce to understand how to use it and how it can better enhance the capabilities within any of the business lines, right? So if we look at the financials or procurement or logistics, et cetera, there's a lot of opportunity out there where we can leverage, but it starts with the workforce and having a really good governance and a framework over how you train your workforce and how you continuously monitor and evaluate and continuously go through that process of educating the workforce so that we will never, ever stop the training because what we learned in technology is technology changes so quickly and the emerging technologies are coming quicker every day that we continuously have to have the model ingrained in the human capital process. And the training is also, as well as putting it in practice, is going to be key for us to advance our workforce in the acceptance of leveraging emerging technologies. Yeah, that's a good point that you bring up. And I think that another thing that people are starting to realize is how do you talk to your workforce? Yes, you need to upskill and reskill them, but how do you talk to them to work side by side with these technologies? I know that a lot of different agencies are implementing RPA bots. And how do you talk to people to say, this bot is not replacing your job, it's just taking away some of the routine, mundane, boring, repetitive tasks that you can do a much better job doing something else. And so it's not taking away your job, it's just taking away that task that you didn't like doing anyway. Right. And this is the beauty about using that agile methodology. This is where you're sitting side by side and you're actually implementing things as you go through that agile process. They're still doing the functions. They're just not doing all the lower level data entry type of things, but they're still functioning as a contracting officer within the acquisition community. And so when we look at this, it's when you put emerging technologies and you're building it and developing it over time, this is where that whole agile process really pays off because from a change management perspective, they're actually engaging as you're developing and working through that process. So when you get into full-scale production, you know, if you have a good change management plan in place along with your emerging technologies and injecting it within your existing framework and building towards the 2B framework, the acceptance and the buy-in will be a lot better because they're part of the solutions that you're trying to build into the 2B state of your IT systems and infrastructure. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And we love the focus. We love that you're talking about methodology because we spend so much of our time talking about methodology. I mean, the technology is great. I mean, AI technology has evolved quite a bit, but you know, you just can't throw technology at a problem and expect it to solve it, especially since so much of the success of AI depends on data and the quality of that data and structuring it right and modeling it right. And a lot of that data is 
very much contained within the way the organization shares data, manages data, cleans it, preps it, or maybe doesn't do any of those things, right? It doesn't really matter how good the technology is, but it won't go very far with, with bad data. So we spend a lot of our time talking about that. As Kathleen mentioned, we do do a lot of training on that. You know, if you go to cognolitica.com slash training, you can see some of that. And also we have a webinar that we do regularly. So for our listeners, if you sign up to register for the seven patterns of AI webinar based on a very popular research we've done on the seven different ways that people are applying AI to different problems, go ahead and do that. You can do that on AIToday.live. So you've really discussed quite a bit about where the government is going right now with AI and, and its application and its adoption. So maybe you want to think a little bit more broadly, you know, put on the crystal ball here and you know, the wizard's hat and kind of look out a little bit more into the future and say, you know, what do you see? What do you believe is the future of AI in general and its application to corporations, governments and beyond? Yeah, so I think as, you know, we always say technology never ends, right? It never stops. So the good thing about the government adopting artificial intelligence is that we will be able to go from the research and development and through proof of concepts and pilots and eventually up to production and scale. As we walk through that process, we're learning a lot of things about artificial intelligence. And if, if you are following some of the things that we're doing within the U.S. federal government, we're posting a lot of data out there on AI.gov. And so, you know, if we're learning a lot from all the different agencies because, you know, we have different mission focuses. And so, you know, from healthcare to financials to procurement or acquisitions, et cetera. So when we look at the holistic view of how emerging technologies can assist the federal government in moving technology along, but also having the workforce adopt it and actually use it is going to be a wonderful thing in the future. And I believe that there is a lot of opportunity out there for us to leverage these emerging technologies to enhance our skill sets and to focus on really the complex things that we really need to tackle within the federal government. And so there's a lot of things that we are working on, such as looking at efficiencies and effectiveness. And if you're out on the gsa.gov website, you'll see that we're adopting this new federal marketplace and we're, no kidding, paying some attention to the policies, the processes and the technologies, as well as the human capital workforce transformation. So I can see that from a digital workforce transformation perspective, we are definitely focusing our energies, trying to bring private and public engagements together to have more of this collaborative efforts so that we can adopt and do more of this engagements so that we can enhance the speed to production, if you will, within leveraging emerging technologies. Sounds great. Yeah. And I think you really explained it really well there. So Keith, really wanted to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate your participation, sharing insights. I think that our audience would be completely enthralled to listen to, to hear. You know, we heard all sorts of great things. We're getting great use cases. And I'm sure people will be listening to everything you're saying. And as mentioned earlier, you're on the speaking circuit too. So people probably will see you out there. So really appreciate you joining us. And for those of you who are listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, you definitely give us a rating. I know that a lot of people are we have a lot of listeners here. We appreciate you rating us on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and other places. Give us that five-star rating so that people can learn and listen from these podcasts with these excellent guests like Keith. So once again, just wanted to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and participating. 
great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. And like Ron said, please rate this podcast. To listen to bonus content, go to AIToday.live and sign up for our podcast newsletter. We'll be regularly sharing bonus episodes, content, and you'll be the first to hear about all of our upcoming trainings, webinars, and workshops. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.